I attended a funeral last week and two people I know died. Three people, three lives lived and three sets of memories recorded. The photographer Kurt Marcus will be remembered through his work. The librarian I knew by her colleagues, family and friends. The family member whose funeral I attended by the words spoken by myself and others at the service. All will be remembered in photographs. Hello and welcome to this week's A Photographic Life. All photographs are memento mori. To take a photograph is to participate in another person or thing's mortality, vulnerability, mutability. Precisely by slicing out this moment and freezing it, all photographs testify to time's relentless melt. Susan Sontag said that. I used to think that I could never lose anyone if I photographed them enough. In fact, my pictures show me how much I've lost. Nan Goldin said that. My father says that photographs are all we have left. We drove 22 miles into the country around Farmington. There were meadows and apple orchards. White fences trailed through the rolling fields. Soon the signs started appearing. The most photographed barn in America. We counted five signs before we reached the site. There were 40 cars and a tour bus in the makeshift lot. We walked along a cow path to the slightly elevated spot set aside for viewing and photographing. All the people had cameras, some had tripods, telephoto lenses, filter kits. A man in a booth sold postcards and slides. Pictures of the barn taken from the elevated spot. We stood near a grove of trees and watched the photographers. Murray maintained a prolonged silence, occasionally scrawling some notes in a little book. No one sees the barn, he said finally. A long silence followed. Once you've seen the signs about the barn, it becomes impossible to see the barn. He fell silent once more. People with cameras left the elevated site, replaced by others. We're not here to capture an image, we're here to maintain one. Every photograph reinforces the aura. Can you feel it, Jack? An accumulation of nameless energies. There was an extended silence. The man in the booth sold postcards and slides. Being here is a kind of spiritual surrender. We see only what the others see. The thousands who were here in the past, those who will come in the future. We've agreed to be part of a collective perception. It literally colours our vision. A religious experience in a way, like all tourism. Another silence ensued. There's an extract there from White Noise by Don DeLillo. The theme of this week's episode seems to be memory. I hope it's not melancholic. But at the same time, perhaps photographs are melancholic. Perhaps we're always looking at them and looking back. And in looking back, we're re-experiencing those moments Hopefully moments of joy, moments of emotion, moments that mean something to us. 
The pressing of the shutter is not just a physical act, it's an emotional act. And talking about memories and photography, that ties very nicely into this week's a guest contributor to what does photography mean to you. It's Mickey Smith, who is an American conceptual artist who now lives in New Zealand and who holds a Bachelor of Arts degree in photography from Minnesota State University, Moorhead, and a diploma in jewellery design from Hungry Creek Art and Craft School in New Zealand. As a photographer, her practice over the last 20 years has been engaged with a long-standing inquiry into libraries, books and archives. In particular, the social significance of their physical existence or disappearance. Smith has exhibited throughout the United States in China, Russia and New Zealand, and her works are held in numerous public and private collections, including the Museum of Modern Art Library, Sheldon Museum of Art and Wiseman Art Museum. She has also received awards from the McKnight Foundation, CEC Arts Link, Americans for the Arts and Creative New Zealand. Her first artist book, Denudation, was included in the photo book installation, A Different Kind of Order, the ICP Triennial, in 2012. In 2018, her second book was published, titled As You Will, Carnegie Libraries of the South Pacific. A book focused, I should say, on the 25 Carnegie libraries erected in New Zealand, Australia and Fiji. Two bodies of her work, Matters of Time and New Outlook, have been exhibited at the Sanderson Contemporary Gallery in New Zealand. And it's in New Zealand where she sends us her contribution from. What does photography mean to me? Big question. It's taken me a long time to get you this response. And I guess you asked me because I'm a photographer and I do have an answer from my perspective as an artist, but I'm compelled to actually finally send you this now because I'm home visiting family. I live in Auckland, New Zealand, and I have for the last decade, but I'm home here after two and a half years away and I'm in my mother's house and recording this in front of this cheap little photo frame that my mother has popped up in the living room because my stepfather has Alzheimer's. Um, he doesn't know he lives in this house. He knows that I'm his daughter and that my son is his grandson. He thinks my mother is his fiance and keeps proposing to her, which is gorgeous. But there is on rotation in the house photographs of family and friends and documentation of his memory that no longer exists. So last night as I was falling asleep thinking about what photography means to me, I thought on a very personal level, I've been kind of obsessed with this frame since I got home and realize in the context of war and family and illness and pandemics that photography plays um, such an incredible role for all of us in retaining that memory and those things that we can't remember, whether we have Alzheimer's or whether we leave everything behind 
or whether we move to the other side of the world. Um, it, it really is a magical tool for now for the everyday person. My grandfather had a, uh, had a camera and we have incredible photographs of my mother's childhood growing up in northern Minnesota. He had a dark room. Um, and then I picked up many years later. So in terms of what photography means to me as a professional, as an artist, I've always known I've wanted to be a photographer and have over the years uh, sort of intersected my passion for documentary photography and journalism with conceptual art. And for me, photography is a tool that really is a way for me to look at archives and look at words and create works that take on a new life. And and in many cases to me, to be honest, it's really not important that what I create is a photograph. Although that's not true. <laughs> it is important because um, I don't manipulate light, touch, um, or move my subjects when I'm shooting in libraries and archives. It's very important to me that I document the works as they are on the shelf. And I've created these really um, incredible parameters for myself that sometimes I hate because I feel that there's something about the purity of photography that is much different than working in other mediums. I, I want it to tell a truth. I want it to be honest. I want it to remind us of a time, a place, and evoke some sort of memory, whether it's a memory of a family member on a holiday, whether it's the memory of a book on a shelf that's now been destroyed. I think that photography is extraordinary and magical and that's why I fell in love with it and and continue to come back to it um, despite working in other mediums quite often photography is my passion so I suppose in one take that's what photography means to me thank you Mickey for your contribution this week I think so personal um, and a, a wonderful connection of bringing that personal with the professional practice, that idea of bringing together life experience with contemporary practice work of what photography is. Now, a lot of people don't believe me when I say that I do not listen to the contributions before you do. Um, but it's true. I just bank them up, and then each week I know who I'm going to drop in. But I have no idea about the themes they're going to talk about or what they're going to talk about. And it's so strange when serendipity kicks in, and it was so relevant what Mickey had to say today in her contribution in this episode um, with what I was saying at the beginning there, my take on photography from that perspective. And interestingly enough, I mean, I say that people don't believe me, but I was interviewed recently by the photographer Neil James for his Photography Daily show, and that's www.photographydaily.show. It's a weekly podcast. And he said to me that he didn't believe 
that I don't listen to those contributions before I drop them into the podcast. But it's absolutely true. So thank you so much, Mickey, for your contribution this week. Do check out her work. It's really interesting. Some of you might find it challenging in what it's trying to do. But as a book lover myself, I have to say that I love the way in which she brings photography to that idea of archive and so forth. And speaking briefly there about the uh, interview that I did with Neil James, which I've mentioned briefly over the last couple of weeks, uh, it's a huge thing. I think it's well over an hour and a half long, so um, good luck with that. Um, It's number 310 on his photo walk, and he's called it A Secret Shed in the Country. I did allow him into the shed. I allowed him into the garden of the shed. And we went for a walk. And he really probed me about this podcast. How does it come together? About photography, about life. And I have to say, I'm not a great one for photo walks, but it was a really interesting process. So if you are interested in going a little bit deeper about what I do and why I do it, it's very rare that I I talk about this stuff. Very, very rare indeed. Um, Although it may seem I do on this podcast. Um, it's a different kind of thing on his show. So you can check that out, as I say, at uh, photographydaily.show. And um, that is number 310. I found myself watching a documentary uh, in the last week about music and truth. Slightly strange kind of a show. It had some really interesting people featured on it, such as Thurston Moore, uh, Henry Rollins, for example, uh, Bob Dylan, of course, uh, talking about truth. But one of the uh, quotes which I thought was quite interesting and very relevant to photography was by the singer and songwriter Martin Carthy. And he said this, he said it about folk music, but I think we could easily say the same thing about photography. He said, folk music is not an edifice, it's a process. And I thought that 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 really uh, hit home to me because so often I talk about the requirement for the long game, for that idea of evolution, about not putting that pressure on yourself to create the great work in, in that fraction of a second that you press the butter, to not put those pressures on yourself about a body of work and not judging yourself too Uh, strictly to being too tough on yourself, really, I suppose, against other photographers and looking at what they're doing and thinking, well, I'm not doing that. Maybe I should. That idea of it being a process, I think, releases some of that pressure. And sometimes I hear from photographers saying that photography really brings them down and it's not good for their mental health. And I always think that that's because the expectations that they're setting themselves are maybe too high or unrealistic or actually have very little to do with Photography, if we go back to music, if all you're doing is trying to think, can I play guitar like this person? But you're never going to get there for all sorts of different reasons. You're always going to feel as if you're failing. Or of course, what you should be doing is playing the guitar like you play that guitar. And however that may be, is fine. It's good enough. Especially if it, you, you, know, you get fun out of it and you enjoy it. 
So just as a kind of a, this episode maybe been a, a little bit heavy, uh, let's lighten the mood a bit. Let's enjoy photography. Let's have fun with photography. And let's not see it as a great cliff face that we have to climb. Sometimes you read something by a photographer that really kind of makes sense. And uh, recently I saw this quote by the uh, Life magazine uh, editor and great photographer John Lowengard, sadly uh, now passed. But he said this, if you want something to look interesting, don't light all of it. I thought that was particularly relevant in so many ways, but also particularly relevant to me because I did a portrait recently of my daughter over the Jubilee weekend here, and uh, I just wrapped her in uh, a Union Jack, an old flag that I had from years and years ago, and she's kind of scowling um, at the camera, quite like the picture, uh, just natural daylight, but it was a very, very dark kind of image. Anyway, it got picked up on, and a few people have asked me about it, and I did a little uh, conversation about it on uh, BBC, which is on BBC Sounds at the moment. If you follow us on Twitter, I think I've tweeted that link, but um, I'll put that up on the page also, uh, unitednationsofphotography.com, where we uh, post um, this podcast, as well as on all the different podcast platforms that you may be listening on. Uh, funnily enough, I talk about the picture and I also relate it to memory. And I think that really is the key. Um, I'm asked on the Neil James podcast, what does photography mean to me? And as I've said previously, I can re- I sort of reduce that down to just one word. And that one word for me is history. And history is going on all around us, isn't it? Photographs being used in the hearings for 6th of January, that uh, attack on the Capitol. Photographs being used for Partygate and Johnson and everything that's happening there. Photographs are being used as evidence in Ukraine, uh, the atrocities that are occurring there. But even in our own personal lives, in little ways, we are living history and we can use photography to document that history. What I've realised over the last week, and I, I know it anyway, but, you know, the situations when people pass really kind of bring it home to you in a very direct way, is that it's so important that not only that we record these moments, but that we create physical artifacts of them, that we print them off so that we can then pass them on to future generations. I can't really imagine the idea of my children's children, children saying, let's have a look at great, great grandpa's hard drive. I just don't think that's going to happen. Anyway, hope everything's good with you. Hope you've enjoyed this uh, particular episode. Maybe it's given you something to think about. But one of the things we should always think about, of course, is just to take care.